and welcome to the Baby Says Podcast with your host, me, Brianna. So I just wanted to quickly talk about what this podcast is going to possibly be right now. It's just going to be me today, but hopefully I'll either get another person or just random guest to join me. But I'm starting this because I feel like the past two or three years have just been really tough and I feel like I've kind of lost my voice and creative outlet and I thought this would be a great way to get it back. I am currently experiencing a lot of major transitions. I I'm looking for a new job, I am dating, I am looking for a new apartment in New York City, so it's a nightmare. So what better time than to start a new project when everything's falling apart, you know? But anyways, here we are. I have always fancied myself like an internet kid, so to speak, like raised by the internet, chat rooms, Tumblr, YouTube, all the things. And I've always enjoyed YouTube and all of that, but it can be super distracting. And when you're not in the best place, when you have to stare at yourself while editing, it can be a huge distraction, I'll just say. It's like when you're in a Zoom meeting for work and you're just staring at yourself, either in a good way or a bad way. It doesn't matter. It's distracting. <laughs> you're like, damn, I look so fucking hot. Or, ew, I need to get my nose fixed. Or that's just me. But... I wanted to first start with a movie review. So I don't watch a lot of TV or movies. And by I don't watch a lot of TV, I mean I'll watch one show at a time, meaning Euphoria started. And that is the only show I watched until Euphoria ended, pretty much. Unless I'm pulling like a random all-nighter where I can't sleep, which happens, and I'll binge an entire British series or whatever. But anyways, so now that Euphoria sadly ended, I have time to watch other things. And I just randomly was on Hulu to see what they have. And there was a movie, and I recognized the girl from that show, Normal People, which I really loved that show. It's amazing if you haven't seen it. So I didn't even watch the preview. It was called Fresh, and I just clicked it. And I want everyone to watch it, to have to go through what I went through, because it was a journey that... I thought it was going to be a thriller just from the little, like, five-second preview they show. And then this is when you go on the IMDb or whatever. It says, The horrors of modern dating are seen through the eyes of a young woman who's battling to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. So that's all I'm going to say. 
but I don't want to give anything away, and if I say anything more than that, I will, but I don't eat meat, so this was a very weird thing to watch, but I think that everyone should have to watch what I watched, but in the end, you know, it ended up being about women supporting women, and that's great. It was just Women's International Day. I hope you'll watch it and let me know what you think of it. But I wanted to get into my first segment today of men I dated, or not dated, but like went out with in 2021. And by no means am I going to go through every single date because that would be incredibly boring and sad and deranged. So I'm just going to do a few standouts. And my first one was my very first crush when I moved to New York. Like many women, it was a bartender. I went to this local restaurant by my first apartment and here stood this beautiful man with long dark hair an accent, you know, we all know how it goes. And we added each other on Instagram, but never had any uh, real interaction. We would run into each other, we're both super awkward, and that would be the end of it. And we, like, I don't even, I honestly just thought the man hated me. So that's what that was. And then last, or December of 2020, he DMs me, like, why haven't we ever hung out? Why haven't we ever dated? Being all flirty. And then we're planning on meeting up, but I was in the process of moving into a new apartment, starting a new job. And then it was holiday season and COVID. So it was a month of just him flirting and me responding, but no real conversation. And so, because of New York City and COVID, we couldn't really do anything. So I was like, oh, you can just come over. And again, he had been so flirty. So I had some expectation. And I don't ever want to shame any man or woman, whatever. Because things happen, like... I, (laughs) we don't always do our best, but after all of his flirting and everything that he said, it was five minutes of him laying there. You could tell he's like, and this man is in his late 40s. He's one of those men who I don't think believes the woman orgasm is real. It doesn't exist to him. Like, he just didn't even try. So that ended there. (laughs) Like, I never wanted to see... (laughs) Like, I stayed friends with him, but I never wanted to go out with him after that. 
And that was the biggest disappointment I think I've ever had in my life. Just don't ever crush on anybody for that long because they will disappoint you. There's a reason you never went out in all of the years. In this case, anyways. And then my next little rendezvous was someone I met online. So how I personally play or use Hinge is much like that song by Lana Del Rey, Daddy, You Can Be the Boss. I just see who likes me and I go through and then I'll match with people who have already liked me or I will swipe left on them, but I don't go through and swipe on my own. I have too much ADD for that and I need, I don't know, it just works, that's how it works for me. And I end up matching with one guy from New York, I thought. (laughs) We go out, we have the best time, he was so funny, like we just laughed the whole time, hung out till 3am. And it was great. And then he drops a bomb that he doesn't live here. He lives in California. He's just from New York. And, you know, that's fine. I also have left out our first date was on Valentine's Day. That shows how we're both a little sociopathic. Kidding, but... It was one of those things where you didn't realize it was Valentine's Day. It was just, let's go out Sunday or whatever. We go and meet up, and then it's Valentine's Day. But it was the first weekend that, in New York, you could eat and drink inside. So it was really exciting. But, so we had a lot of fun conversations. Like, we FaceTimed a lot. Tried to stay in contact, basically. But then it came out he was anti-vax. And then, you know, you try to understand where people are coming from. But then it came out, well, it came out. He sent a photo that he got a Beauty and the Beast tattoo, which is weird for a man in his 30s, but okay. And then half of it is on his face. Like... Half of that tattoo was on his face, and the other half was on his neck. So then that was, I mean, that's his face. He can do whatever he wants with it. (laughs) I didn't love it. I will say that. And then he just started getting, I think he's super talented and has all these great qualities, much like Kanye West, but then can go off. And that's what he started to do. I don't know him that well. I don't even live in the same state as him. I did say, like, are you talking to your family like this? And he said, yeah, but they don't get it. They're not on the same planet or, like, level. as I don't know. He just went off. So I just knew that wasn't going to work. So we stayed in contact for a little bit. And we met up once after that when he was visiting New York, but it was over. And then after that, I just started 
since like bars and stuff were opening again, I just started meeting people out and having like a really good time. Last year when I would be out, I would always meet someone and have a lot of fun. But then towards the end of the year, when it starts getting colder in New York, everyone's kind of more depressed. Like, you don't want to go out as much. Like, how high and amazing summers are in New York. And then it's just so fun. And then to go to winter, it's just so much slower, I guess. But anyways, I match with another guy who again ended up not living in New York, also lived in California. But I just, once he said that, I was like, oh, I just didn't respond to him because I'm like, I'm not going out with someone who doesn't live here. There's no point. Because I knew my intention was to meet someone I would potentially want to date. I was like setting out that intention. And he... And he didn't look like my type, you know, and you're like, maybe I should try a different type. I would say guys that I go out with all look different, but they're the same personality type. But this guy, his personality and how he dressed was not my type. I always go out with creatives. This guy was like finance bro, like literally had the vest in his photo. And he... He's like, why isn't this conversation going anywhere? So I just jokingly said, do something about it. And he said, okay, I'll fly you to San Francisco where he lives. And I said, okay. And then we decided I would come out in the end of January. And so in that meantime, he's like trying to love bomb me, but that doesn't work on me. I don't like that kind of thing. You don't know me. You don't need to be messaging me 24 hours and telling me everything you're doing. You don't need to know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I I don't get it. And I did go through and, like, his he had, like, sent me a link of his brother's website. So I went through and made sure, like, he is who he says he is. Like, all of that kind of thing. But then I was just like, I don't see the point in me going to San Francisco. Like, I don't think I would ever actually like this man. I would never want to move to San Francisco. His He was so not funny. And I just kept it going. I don't know why. Out of just, like, not even entertainment. Because, again, he wasn't funny. And then... January comes, like, the end of January, and I'm like, so am I going to San Francisco? He's like, let's do the first weekend in February. So I'm like, all right, then, like, buy the ticket, and then he sent this huge... I didn't say, all right, buy the ticket. I just said, I guess I'm not coming, because I... It's, like, a lot for me to fly there. It's, like, over six hours. There's places I'd rather be. Like, I didn't say all that. I'm just thinking it. But basically, I was just like, I don't think I'm coming now because you, you're not buying, the, you're not putting in any effort to actually do all of the things you've been DMing me about for a month, for months, like where we're going to go, what we're going to do, where we're like, where can we hang out in San Francisco? Like, you're not putting anything to actual action 
which is what I kind of expected. He seems like the love bomber type, like the West Elm Caleb, if you saw that saga. So I decided I'm not going in my head. And then he sent like a full paragraph being like, if that's what you want, if that's what you're choosing, trying to put everything on me. So I blocked him and deleted his number, like deleted everything. And that was that. So, but rewind to the end of December, I'll just start with saying I'm extremely getting depressed, like the full-on winter blues or whatever you call it, have all of these things going on. And, like, mentally, I knew my apartment was doubling, so I was going to have to move, like, just really stressed out. And then I went out one weekend and got COVID, so that basically meant I couldn't travel during Christmas or anything, so I just had to stay in New York alone. And so I was in my apartment alone for, like, 14 days, I think which was the most depressing thing with me. I need to be like up, moving, doing things. I cannot sit and stay put. Like I just can't. I thrive being around other people. So that's where my mind was. And on Hinge, some guy liked me. We're messaging back and forth. On my first day, I'm able to leave the house. So I was running a few errands. And he asked if I wanted to meet for a drink that night. And I said, sure. Normally, I would never say yes to a same-day hang, but I just, like, needed to be around people. With what I'm about to tell you, you're probably going to say, well, you should have just said no. (laughs) I have a knee that will swell, but usually if I work out, it'll like start moving and be fine and I don't know if it was because I was stuck in my apartment for so long without being able to like properly work out and stuff that it was just swelling to where I could barely walk so I have a limp I'm having to walk with a limp and then not only that I hadn't been able to go to the bathroom in three days so I look six months pregnant And I'm walking with a limp. Most people would have canceled, but I felt like an asshole. So I was like, I'm just going to (laughs) go. I'm late getting there because I, again, have to limp. And I'm carrying a bowling ball in my stomach. And so I get there a little bit late. I feel like I was, I couldn't even, I had full COVID brain could barely speak like I was struggling in every way you could possibly struggle on a first date like I just couldn't put sentences together and so then when I feel like I'm trapped uh, like sometimes when you're on a date you feel like you're being interviewed for a job and that gives me anxiety. So then I just start being even weirder. Like I lean into like a character. So I started to do that. And then the guy, we have 
three drinks and I'm a lightweight. And on dates, I always drink whiskey because I feel like it gives me whiskey dick. And I don't want to even hook up with people. So it doesn't work, but I always try. But I don't ever hook up with people on a first date. Like, I've done it once before. And it's just not even something like I do. Like, I was meeting this guy at 6 o'clock, so it wasn't even on my radar that we could possibly hang out. I thought that was a weird time to me. It's, like, too early to have eaten before. So then you're just going to get drunk, which was probably the plan, but I didn't even think about it. So anyways, after a few drinks, I'm very drunk. And he did give the option of, do you want to go to a different bar, get something to eat, or we can go watch a movie at my house? And again, I hadn't been around humans in 14 days. I knew I didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't feel like explaining my dietary restrictions to a stranger. So I was like, yeah, let's go to your house watch a movie, which was so stupid of me. Not because I don't, it, the reason I thought it was stupid is I wasn't waxed. I want to be fully waxed when I'm hooking up with someone. I want to just like be prepared to be confident in myself. I'm way too hairy to just be hooking up on the fly. <laughs> and bloated. Like you can't arch your back. You're going to let one go. So obviously we end up hooking up because whatever. And I was miserable because I just wanted it over with because I was so self-conscious with every head to toe self-conscious about everything. And there's no worse feeling for probably both of us than just wanting it over <laughs> wanting it over with. And then the next morning, again, I don't hook up with people. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to get up and go? Because he got up and got in the shower when I was still, like, asleep. It was early. And I get up, get ready. And I'm like, should I just go? Or do I wait for him to get out and, like, wave bye? <laughs> so... I do like what a horror movie would do is I go sit in his living room, not even on my phone, just sat forward waiting for him to... Okay, I'm not nowhere near the bathroom, so it's not that scary. But I was just sat staring at a blank TV, basically, wondering what the hell I'm doing with my life. And I think I scared the shit out of him. And we basically just never talked again. And when I'm telling you this story, as I'm telling you this story, I understand why we've never hung out again. But he was funny. At least, you know, it's a story. And yeah, that was weird. So... I just needed to make fun of myself because I started it with making fun of another guy. So I thought I would make fun of myself too. 
So on top of dating, trying to find an apartment, I'm also trying to find a new job. And that is a whole nother journey that is very similar to dating. I, during COVID, got hired at this one place. I work in fashion. And it was the most toxic job I've ever had, the most toxic relationship I've ever had. My boss looked like a troll doll. So if you think that's cute, that's great. The only thing she was missing was a gem in her belly button. But her hair, like she made her hair go up like a troll doll. Like hair sprayed her hair up with bobby pins. So... I'm not even making fun of anyone's natural appearance. This was a choice. And she just made my life a living hell. I went on one vacation last year, and as soon as I got back, I was pushed out, basically. So I've been looking for another job ever since, and it's like dating when you get out of a toxic relationship. You want to take it slower because you're like, all right, like I want this next one to be a good one, to be a great fit for it to work out potentially. And you don't always get the luxury of having that because you need money. But that's where I'm at right now is I I feel like I had my dream interview a few weeks ago and I was so excited I loved who would be my boss. It was amazing. And then two weeks later, I get an email saying the whole job has been put on hold right now. And that is so depressing. So hopefully me putting this out into the universe, I can get it. Because I really, really want that job. It was really, really exciting. But I've had a few other interviews, but just, you know, none of them are as good as that one. None of them click as much as that one clicked. But I had one today, and it was like, I loved the person to interview me, but it just didn't tick all the boxes I have. And I want it to tick more boxes, and it was just part-time and remote, and... All the things. I don't know. But yeah, so I thought I would share a few of my struggles of interviewing and how awkward it is and how when you're a creative and you have to be interviewed by non-creatives, it can be really difficult. Just not even like the cliche of like understanding each other. But they don't even know what your job is or how to tell you what you would do every day. Like yesterday I had an interview with HR and I'm asking, well, what would I do every day? And they, like, not actually what would I do literally, but like goals, everything she couldn't answer. And then it's the dreaded, well, do you have any other questions? It's like, no, you just said you can't answer any of these questions so no I don't have any more questions for you 
And I'm realizing maybe this is incredibly boring to talk about, but I just feel like a lot of people are probably going through the same thing of looking for jobs. And I have probably been on more job interviews than anyone I've ever met. So I don't know if I'm really good at it or really, really bad at it or what's going on. But I will say for any creatives out there, it is so crucial for us to have a creative over us. At least I feel like in this stage of my career, I want a little bit of a mentor and just someone to have my back rather than having to explain the difference between a JPEG and a PDF. I just can't do it. I cannot do it. You shouldn't be my boss if you don't know the difference, especially when we're talking about, you know, printing things. (laughs) So I will keep you guys updated on any interview things going on or tips and tricks I'm learning along the way. I thought I would share like a random thing that popped into my head was there's a writer, Kelly Oxford, and one time she was saying every time she goes somewhere, she picks her enemy And before that, anytime I would get on a subway car, I would always do the game of who would I date? Like, who am I going to marry on this train? Like, anything to just occupy my brain because I have the worst ADD, so I need to, like, build up a story around someone. And then when she said that, I started doing the enemy thing. But the enemy thing has become a little too easy. If you've been on a New York subway lately, you know what I mean? So now I think I'm going to go back to who am I going to marry on the subway car instead of who's my enemy. And so I think I'm becoming more of a positive person with just that one change. (laughs) And now on to my beauty segment. (laughs) I have started slugging. If you guys don't know what that is, it's where you do your full normal skincare routine. And then the last step, you either put on Aquaphor or Vaseline and it's supposed to lock in all the moisture and all the products to work better. And that scared me. I thought I was going to break out. But I've been doing it for like four or five days. And it's work. It's literally working. I have extremely dry skin. And I've got to say, I give slugging. I'll give it an 8 out of 10 right now. And then I... If you guys watch Euphoria and you saw... The scene where Cassie is, like, aggressively using all of her, like, skincare tools and stuff. After I went on that last date where I, like, embarrassed myself with when I was a hairy bowling ball, (laughs) I felt like it, I just started spiraling mentally. Like, I just felt so low. So I started 
doing like using all my tools like that shopping online super aggressively and I bought an at-home laser so I won't say the brand or anything until I know if it works or not because apparently it'll take a while so I bought that and then I started getting acrylics which I loved and I never thought I would and I just now that they're off I hate my short nails so much and I saw where someone was saying if you buy the dip powder like you can buy a clear one and you just use it as a base and it'll help your natural nail just grow really long and it's healthy and it's just like a thin layer and then you can paint over it so I bought all of that and I'm doing I started it yesterday so I'll update you on that but I just want long nails now but I don't want them to be weak and not healthy so that's why I decided to take the acrylics off but I'm obsessed with that look now I don't know what happened because I never thought I would be that kind of girl but I feel like I'm entering my bimbo phase like I've always had to be so smart and cool and now I just want to be a smooth what do they say a smooth brain bimbo <laughs> And I'm trying so hard. No, I'm kidding. But am I kidding? You can call me a bimbo if you want. And I think with that, I'll end today's episode. I will read Lana Del Rey's You Can Be the Boss lyrics so that you guys can all understand what I was talking about in the beginning. You taste like the 4th of July, malt liquor on your breath, my, my. I love you, but I don't know why. You can be the boss, daddy, you can be the boss. Taste like keg party back on the sauce. I like you a lot, I like you a lot. Don't let it stop. You can be the boss, daddy, you can be the boss. Bad to the bone, sick as a dog. You know that I like, I like you a lot. Don't let it stop. He had a cigarette with his number on it. He gave it over to me. Do you want it? I knew it was wrong, but I palmed it. I saved it. I waited. I called it. The liquor on your lips. The liquor on your lips. The liquor on your lips makes you dangerous. I knew it was wrong. I'm beyond it. I tried to be strong, but I lost it. And then I'll skip to verse two. He has a white Corvette like I want it. A fire in his eyes. I know I saw it. He's bleeding bleeding from his brain and his wallet. He's sick and he's taken but honest. The liquor on your lips. The liquor on your lips. The liquor on your lips. I just can't resist. As, as, (laughs) As close as I'll get to the darkness, he tells me to shut up. I got this. (laughs) and you know that is a piece of art that I'm glad that I could share with you all today and call me a bimbo honestly the delusion of that song I do think that that is still my ideal man somehow so it truly is a piece of art I'm not 
even kidding. But thank you for tuning in to Baby Says. Like and subscribe and rate and all the things that whatever you do. <laughs> do the do, okay? Bye.